Welcome everyone to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. I'm Chris, that's Dan. Happy Monday to you, Dan. Oh, it's just one of those, it's just one of those days. Yeah, <laughs> just another Manic Monday. Uh, what do we got on the agenda tonight? Well, now we're on episode 18 of season three of The Sam- the Samsons. It first aired on February 27th, 1992. It's entitled Separate Vocations. Eh. Season three has a small handful of episodes that I would consider to be the bottom tier. This happens to be one of them. It's, well, it's also a very important lesson. <laughs> anyway. It is. It is. I, I'm not saying that, but, you know, not everything is going to be a slam dunk, and I mean, that's just kind of how this goes, right? Like, even one of the best seasons of The Simpsons is not going to have tons and tons of, of perfect episodes. It's just not. That's just not how it's going to go. Now, we only have, uh, I'm going to count real quick, we only have six more episodes left of season three before we're done. So, within the next three weeks or so, guys, we will be moving on to Season 4. And some of these later ones are good, but not as good. Season 3 is weird because it doesn't have a lot of bad episodes. So, it has episodes that are fantastic. Like, we just talked about this Friday night. We did Homer at the Bat, which is like one of Dan and I's top three episodes. In fact, I think on both of our lists, it's literally number three. I would say so, yeah. Yeah. We even, well, Dan talked about his top one and two. I'm not giving mine away for free. Well, I didn't rank them. No, that's true. You did not rank them. But yeah, those that you also mentioned like number four and number like six or so on my list. So that works. Uh, but yeah, we're going to, uh, we are going to discuss separate vocations here. As we start to prepare to wrap up Season 3, I have... I I don't know if this is my least favorite Season 3 episode. I'm looking at the list right now, and I'm trying to figure it out. And this may actually be my least favorite one. Again, it would be really... It's really hard to rank these. We're going to do some Chris Ranks the Universe about Simpsons stuff sooner rather than later. I think I like it better because this is a Lisa episode where Lisa gets really depressed over something, but she doesn't become a total bitch about it. True. and it's, Which is it, the way it usually goes, and she's done that a couple times this season. But also, uh, Bart goes in a different direction, too, to show what his actual potential could be. So for that stuff, it's important. I just don't think humor-wise it holds up to everything else. But oh, let's, no, it's not, not fun or funny, right? But let's, uh, let's, let's take it, let's break it down a little bit, and then we'll, uh, we'll discuss it. Um, first off, Bart's writing on the chalkboard. I will not barf. Unless I'm sick, which, oh God, he's pulling a Darren Drozdov now. He's got a he he's got a puke. And then recycled couch gag. Everybody sits on the couch. Bart lays across the lap. You're gonna see a couple of recycled ones. We don't get too many really good new ones for a while. As the the quality of the episode starts to dip, the couch gag quality goes up significantly. So we'll get to that. So of course. Episode starts off immediately. Mrs. Kravapal going, kids, I promised you a surprise. And we get the immediate thoughts of what that could be. Millhouse is thinking an Indian wrestling an alligator. Uh, One of the twins is imagining an elf handing out ice cream. And Bart (laughs) thinks that 
Krabappel's going to pull her face off and reveal she's an alien. I knew it. Nope, it's a test. The Career Aptitude Normalization Test, or CANT, which is going to help you discover what your future career could be. Now, and they shoot over to Mr. Hoover's class. Ah, we have a thing, too. It's a test! And everyone's like, boo. And Lisa's like, yay! <laughs> yeah, because even after the test, Janie's like, that was a waste of time. Lisa's like, school is never a waste of time. Dude, th- what's weird is, in a previous episode... Uh, Lisa's classroom was above Bart's. Now, this time, Bart's classroom is above Lisa's. And later on, when we get to Who Shot Mr. Burns, when the oil starts going through the floor, Lisa's classroom is on top again. They have no idea what they're doing with these classrooms. Because, okay, the fourth grade class is on the second floor, right? But at the end of the episode, when Bart's writing on the chalkboard, they're on the first floor, damn it. Uh, they just... At least they figured out the layout of the house by this point, because they were even struggling with that for a while. So one thing I do appreciate is that this test is apparently so important that, like, that like ar- an armored vehicle picks up the tests. The guy's literally got the, the briefcase handcuffed to him. They are shipped to the center in Iowa. They're f- set through this big machine. And then when the machine stops, they get the, the guy in the rocking chair. Who just taps it with the broom so it continues back up. It is like what they do in Iowa. They they that's where they process standardized tests. Yeah. Dude, Iowa it's so weird. Like Iowa's like really important for education and politics. And it's always like, why Iowa? Because they decided that's where it's going to be important. I guess. To make make something important, they made it important, you know? They manufactured a reason for it to be important. I mean, I have, like, no reason to visit Iowa, so. The only reason to visit Iowa is because it's in the handful of places I haven't been. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's pretty much why it's on my list, too. Well, I'm doing the same thing I did with Arkansas. When I couldn't find a reason to visit Arkansas, uh, I started looking up the National Parks Registry, and I found several I'd like to visit. So I'll just do that with Iowa, too. I have seen Iowa because I've been to Nebraska. So I have physically seen the state of Iowa. (laughs) I just haven't been in it. So, all right. Enough enough geography lesson. I have flown over it. I have flown over it. That's how I saw it. We were exiting the Omaha airport, and you take off towards Iowa so you can turn around. You're just like, that's a very flat state. Although Nebraska is not exactly an impressive state either. Uh, I have been to Nebraska. Do not recommend. I wouldn't necessarily worry about that one. Hear an Iowa joke? Yes, of course I do. This was, there was actually a couple of versions of this. Why is it so windy in Minnesota? Why? Because Iowa sucks and Canada blows. Oh, Jesus Christ. And so it goes the same way. Why is it so windy in Minnesota? Because. Because Wisconsin sucks and the Dakotas blow. Oh, God. You or know, you could switch them around where the, the, the different one sucked or the other one blowed. You know? <laughs> You freaking Minnesotans. <laughs> Good God. <clears throat> so we start seeing everything that these, that the kids are getting. And like, like Millhouse gets military strongman, which makes you wonder how that happened, which isn't even a thing. Martin, of course, gets systems analyst, which he's praying for. But Lisa gets homemaker and Bart gets police officer. And I love that the, the psychiatrist, Dr. Pryor is like, you know, before you uh, 
before you you shoo off of this, he's like, you should consider getting into a, you know, getting into a cop car and seeing it. It's like you don't need Bart Simpson. Bart Simpson doesn't need anybody's help to get to the back of a police car. I also love that he's like, I originally had you pegged as a drifter, and Bart's like, oh, cool. He pictures himself on the side of the road. And uh, Lisa's not feeling this, but, and neither really is Bart. But uh, I also love Homer. Marge is like, you know, Homer wanted to be a police officer at some point. But they said that he was too heavy. He goes, no, the army said I was too heavy. The police said I was too dumb. <laughs> and Lisa's like, no, I'm going to be a famous jazz musician. She has the whole thing planned out, including, like, her love affairs. And she hasn't decided if she's going to die young yet. <laughs> and then he's like, well, is anybody going to follow in my footsteps? And everything goes silent, and you hear a wolf howl. So, of course, Lisa, she's like, I, you know, she's got to get this opinion, Right? So she goes and sees a professional saxophone player. And he's like, oh, I'm impressed with your skills, but you're not going to be a famous musician because your fingers are too stubby, which you inherit from your father. And we see Homer drop his beer can because of his stubby fingers. And Lisa is just... Ugh. And of course, her test means she has to stay home with Marge and do chores, while Bart gets to go on a police ride-along. And he's Hell like, yeah. can I hold your club? Actually, son, it's called a baton. Cool. What do you use it for? We club people with it. <laughs> so, of course, they're giving Bart a tour of the town where they, they point out where Quimby's at a sleazy motel. And they're upset at uh, Sideshow Mel walking his dog on roller skates. They only come out at night. And Lisa's writing a farewell to her journal. Meanwhile, the Quickie Mart's getting robbed, and they're ignoring it. And Bart's like, can we go shoot some bad guys? This isn't how it works, son. And right then, Snake cuts them off with the, the lottery tickets that he stole. And they are in pursuit. The best is, uh, it cuts to a poo. He's all tied up. He's like, ooh, he used nylon ropes this time. It feels so good against my skin. Yep. I love the first time a poo gets robbed in the show. Where when Krusty robs him, where with Sideshow Bob as Krusty robs him, and he's like, "Yes, yes, I know the procedure for armed robbery. I do work in a convenience store." And of course, during the during the high speed chase, they they cut the one guy off, and he crashes into a milk truck, which explodes. Yep. And they corner him in a parking lot with no way out, and they're like, "Where the hell's our backup?" Now we should never do this, but will you cover us? <laughs> <laughs> they hand him a gun, and as they spread out, here comes Snake, looking to mow down Bart. Bart shoots at him, misses every shot. See you in hell, little dude! And it cuts to to be continued for the first commercial break. And now it's Act 2, Death Dries a Stick, which is hysterical. Fortunately, the the alleyway narrows down just enough to trap Snake's car and spare Bart's life. Oh, wow. It's a good thing this alleyway is thinner in the middle. And, of course, uh, as Wiggum starts to, to get his smart-ass quips about the lottery tickets, he's like, uh, he's unconscious, Chief. Oh, they can still hear stuff. Sir, 
I know what I want to be. I want to be a cop. He's like, good for you. From now on, you're an honorary police officer. Eddie, give him your badge. Meanwhile, Lisa's upset. And Marge is like, you know, it's really not that bad. Look, I made these special smiley faces breakfast for Homer and Bart. They're never going to notice. Sure they are. And they just show up and devour everything. Bart, on the other hand, is, is loving his new life. He's fingerprinting Maggie. He even absolves the dog of a crime because he used surveillance photos to show that Homer ate the cake, not the dog. Lisa, why aren't you at band practice? I quit the band. Well, you shouldn't be discouraged from achieving your dreams and recounts the terrible story of how she wanted to be an astronaut and her sisters told her that, yeah, you can't be a woman astronaut. There are none of them. She's like, you will see, there will be female astronauts and we're going to live in cities on the moon. She's like, so you see? Well, I wasn't right about the cities on the moon. So even great people can be wrong about things and Lisa's just not having it. In fact, she's so discouraged she uses the bad girl bathroom. Don't go in there, Lisa. That's the bad girl bathroom. And as the the, the cigarette smoking girls are trying to shoo her out, so they this is the Springfield Elementary School, which means at the oldest, they are 11. Yep. Oh, I have a, I have a really quick cigarette story. This happened uh, when I was in high school. My, my uh, small clique of friends and I would always go and hang out at the local park. Just like six, it was usually six, seven, eight of us. And we would just hang out. We would, we would have our own, our own little wrestling promotion matches where we would just fight each other, and then... No, we would just hang out, tell stories and everything, and just, you know, what else are you going to do? There's nothing else to do in the town, right? So this... This girl comes over, and she's asking us if we'll if we'll uh, help her light her cigarette. I don't remember if she's asking for a cigarette or asking for a light for her cigarette. And my, my buddy TJ is like, wait, how old are you? And she's like, if I tell you how old I am, will you give me the light? He's like, yeah. She goes, I'm 11. And he goes, the fuck I'm giving you a, a light for your cigarette? And walks away from her. But what are you going to do? We we're all like 16, 17. She's 11. What's she going to do about it? So, if you really want to cheese off Skinner, don't go for his car. Attack the one thing he loves more than anything else. And that's his prized statue of a puma. But... He needs help figuring out what's happening around the school, and he realizes that Bart's actually a pretty good, a pretty good authority figure because he got Willie arrested for burning leaves without the proper c concern for the air. So he becomes the hall <clears throat> monitor because that could lead to a. And he has that vision of him in court testifying where they got the face blurred out and the voice was altered to sound like Steve Allen as he's putting away the mob boss. Altered oh. to sound like Steve Allen so much that it was actually Steve Allen. It's actually Steve Allen. Not the first time he'll be a guest on the show either. So Bart is loving his hall monitor duties. He's he's kicking out the skateboard, being authority at the water fountain. All of these jokes later repeated in Hey Arnold, by the way. With uh, Helga's authority as hall monitor. Oh, no, not Helga, Phoebe. Where she goes into the overpower duties. And Lisa's grades are down, Bart's grades are up. And Homer's like, why? We always have one good kid and one bad kid. Why can't we have two good kids? We have three kids, Homer. 
the dog's not a kid, Marge. <laughs> so, craft time in Miss Hoover's class. Pull out your paste. Ralph, are you eating your paste? No, Miss Hoover. <laughs> Lisa, I'm not seeing any sparkles. And she says, cram it. So, she's sent to the principal's office. He goes, Lisa, what are you rebelling against? He goes, well, what do you got? <gasps> so, of course, the kids, the, the bad girls offer Lisa a Laramie Jr. cigarette. She's like, I'll smoke it in class. But Skinner <gasps> is loving. The school's a police state now. So much so that he actually invites Bart into the seized item room to pick out something of his choice, and Bart picks a crossbow. And we get the montage, right, with all the stuff that, that's happening during the week, everything that Bart's taken care of. And finally at the end, Lisa's being a smartass to Miss Hoover, because she won't know the answer without checking the teacher's edition. So Lisa has a brilliant plan as she is cleaning the erasers. Steal every teacher edition in the school, and that sends them into an absolute panic because the teachers don't have the answers anymore. One guy even panics over not knowing the multiplication table. So, they all have a different solution. Krabappel gets gets Martin to teach the class. Hoover just has a breakdown and runs away. And then the one teacher's like, ever tell you kids about the 60s? The cops are brought in. They can't track the books because the dogs just lead them to the library, which they use a battering ram on. So now it's time for the old-fashioned locker search. Because Skinner's about to reorder every book. Bart's like, I bet you it's one of these lockers. And here comes the locker search. Skinner finds the big stuff panda, rips the head off. Bart, yeah. Bart finds thousands of dollars and just ignores it. They start playing a little Axel F to get the mood going. And when Bart catches the culprit, he realizes... It's Lisa, because he sees the family photo. She's like, come on, Bart, you've rebelled. He goes, yeah, but I have my limits. This could mean expulsion. And as she breaks down crying and Skinner realizes that the answers are there, Bart takes the fall. And, of course, Skinner's immediately like, I should have known it would be a rogue hall monitor. Well, I'm going to go easy on you. 400 days of detention. Bart's like, that's all you got? Fine, 500. Really? 600! Well, maybe I should just keep my mouth shut. Which is practically two whole years of detention. Depending on how the school works, Bart might not even be in that school anymore, so. He's in fourth grade. Elementary school usually ends in fifth or sixth. Yep, for my and remember, that's two, almost two years if you went every single day. And there's summer break, and there's yeah, weekends. So there's only a... Closer to three years of school. Yeah, that's there's 180. No, there's 104 days of summer vacation. Then school comes along just to end it. You've so, never you've never seen Phineas and Ferb, have you? Yeah. Uh, it's good. It's really good. It's the, probably the best cartoon that Disney had put out since the glory days of the Disney afternoon. But it's not in order on Disney Plus. So you actually have to look up the proper order to watch it. Jeez. But I actually recommend it. It's very clever. You might actually really like it. So we get a bonus chalkboard because now Bart is writing, I will not expose the ignorance of the faculty while Lisa plays her saxophone for him. So at the end of the day, everything's back to normal because that's how The Simpsons works. 
Thoughts? Like I said before, it's not a fun or a funny ride, but it's kind of a, in the end, you gotta be who you are. And whether or not some arbitrary thing tells you to be different or not. Yeah. You, you gotta be who you are. Uh, might be my least favorite season three episode, but it's still a good episode. Because season three is good. <clears throat> so, here's some trivia. It took nine takes for Steve Allen to pronounce Bart's catchphrase, I carumba, correctly, to the point where the staff began to get frustrated. How can you mess that up? Uh, you have some kind of thing. I guess. This episode was inspired by the vocational test taken by several members of the show staff when they were in school. Mike, I remember taking it in 7th or 8th grade, yeah. I do remember taking one, I just don't remember what I got for it. <clears throat> Mike Reese was told he would be a librarian. Uh, Al Jean said one of the first things that sold us on doing the episode was the idea of Bart becoming a policeman. He said it was a funny, realistic depiction of what a kid like Bart might wind up to become. And something, it wasn't something you would immediately think of. So there you go. There was a discussion among the writing team of whether the episode should end with a joke or have a sweet ending. And Mike Reese said, with the better angels in our nature, we went with the sweet ending. Which was probably the right decision. You didn't need a funny ending for this one. Do you get the what do you got reference, Dan? It's a rebel with a lot of cause. It's actually the wild one. Marlon Brando. Yeah. Good guess, though. <clears throat> this is... That, like, I, yeah. They must have still had the rights for Axel F because we just heard it in Radio Bart. So why not? Of course, the snake scene is a parody of Christine. <clears throat> I mean, obviously. Al Jean said the episode deals with the emotion that many adults feel when they grow older and realize that they are not going to achieve the dreams they once had. It's about how people in life cope with that problem. Maybe Lisa at eight years old is a little bit young to worry about that, but that's what we're trying to explore. And there's a first blood reference. Bart being ba a drifter banished by a sheriff. So you get a little first blood in there, too. <clears throat> yeah, not a fun ride, but it's a necessary episode. How about that? Is that a good way to put it? Yeah. So this episode ran way shorter than the last one we did because we didn't have as much to talk about. But uh, but yes, that was actually Steve Allen doing his, uh, his voiceover work. So not really much else to say here. I mean, I even went to the goof section to see. There, apparently, they do claim that there is a plot hole. Snake crashes his car because the alley he's driving in becomes too narrow. However, when Lou and Eddie go to arrest him, they somehow manage to fit in the alley alongside the car. That was actually something I noticed. And why not? Plot holes. Alright, well, there you go. That's separate vocations. Alright. This Friday on Stupid Sexy Podcast, we are going to discuss Dog of Death. Another kind of rough episode because we're dealing with Santa's little helper being sick and needing surgery. And what are we going to do about it? It's uh, 
Yeah, it gets there's some rough stuff. So we're, season three does deal with some uh, some interesting topics there too, like of course uh, this has reference more references to the hounds that we'll get to. <clears throat> uh, other than that. Not too much else to talk about, except that uh, Season 6 is wrapping up, and if you guys enjoy the the plot line behind Stupid Sexy Podcast, Dan and I, along with our friend Eric, are also doing the same style podcast for the Pokemon anime. So, you like this stuff? Watch. Pokecast. Listen, or, or not. It's the Pokecast. It's the journey of Ash Ketchum. All right. We can end this one early. It's fine. Like I said, there wasn't too much to talk about. We'll see you guys Friday. And continue to check us out. Support us on ckccradio.com. And thank you, everybody, including our wonderful patrons, for continuing to support us. We'll see you guys Friday for yet another Stupid Sexy Podcast. Like I'm podcasting? Nothing at all. <laughs>